Hello, you gorgeous beings. My name is Felicity Malay, and this is Fierce Gentle, the Courageous Voice podcast, where we reclaim voice, courage, and power through conversations and poetry. I want to acknowledge that this podcast is recorded on the lands of the Wandry people of the Kulin Nation, that this is and always will be Aboriginal land. Hello, beauties, and this is our first poetry episode for Fierce Gentle, the Courageous Voice podcast. I'm kind of nervous to do these ones, to be honest, because they feel really revealing for me, kind of opening up my poems and telling you, yeah, telling you the backstory behind them telling you my relationship with the poem or explaining more what the poem says for me. One of the beautiful things about art is you create it and put it out in the world and people can make of it what they want, really. Whereas that's not so true (laughs) in these episodes. I'm going to take requests from my patrons. So all my beautiful patrons over there on Patreon will get an opportunity to tell me which poems they would like me to talk about. And they are the poems that I'm going to do. And I've had a few requests already, so I'm excited. I'm going to begin with a request from Pete. Hi, Pete. I see you. Who has requested that I talk about Northern Lights. Northern Lights is a poem in my first book, Sex and God. And It's got so much to it. If you haven't heard it, I will play the whole poem at the end of this episode for you. Northern Lights is basically a revelation of longing and desire and love for somebody. It is the opening up of that vulnerable feelings, those vulnerable feelings that you get when you when you feel a love and you're afraid that it might be unrequited. It was written in response to <laughs> to a date that I went on where I shared a poem with this person that I'd written about them. And we had had a very long and intricate attraction process over many years where we had openly spoken about our attraction for each other and worked up to going on this date. The poem itself confronts a lot of of things I don't think are talked about a lot in spoken word or in life in general. I mean, it touches on polyamory, it touches on that deep anxiety that comes from, from feeling an attraction to somebody and that bubbling, the bubbling mixture of, of excitement and love and pain that sits in those grey areas before a relationship is set into its clarity of, of what it looks like. It also talks about uh, masturbation and, um, and fantasy and expectation and so, so much, so much in there. The first time I read this poem on stage... I, I was petrified. <laughs> I was petrified because no one talks about masturbation in spoken word poetry. Not not that I'd heard of at that point. Uh, especially not. It was in a slam that I did it, and um, I was feeling that real 
fear of what if I've overstepped the mark? What if I've gone, you know, I, I'm known for pushing the boundaries. What if I've really pushed the boundary this time and I get off the stage and people think I'm gross? Masturbation has so much societal shame, especially female. Masturbation has such societal shame wrapped around it and it... It, it penetrates into us whether we want it to or not and at the time I was only beginning to explore my own journey with that stuff myself I hadn't really talked about it or had much of a journey with masturbation because it just wasn't something I'd done most of my life and in the time of writing this poem it was me beginning to really explore that side of myself and this idea of fantasizing about people and consent and I was really sat in that not knowing where the line was between healthy sexual fantasies and consensually interacting with somebody um, by bringing them into my fantasies. Um, I was, you know, I, in this situation, once I'd voiced to, I actually spoke to this person about it and they were totally cool <laughs> with me, with me uh, including them in my life in that way. But yeah, I think it's a grey area that I just generally don't think is talked about very much because it's, it's in our head, so it's ours, it's our realm. We can do what we want in that space. But at the same time, we bring, when we bring real people in there, you know, I, I just don't think, I don't think I have clarity over it either myself. So this poem touched on that, on that not knowing, on that not not really having a, it fully laid out. I don't think it's a black and white situation where there's absolute answers on what is and isn't okay. Another thing that the poem touches on is, is how hard it is to express ourselves to somebody when we're attracted to them. This particular relationship was one of the hardest relationships I've had to really express my feelings to somebody. It felt so loaded. And it took a long time for me to tell them that I loved them. And this, I told them I loved them in so many other ways. And this poem, I guess, was one of those ways I told them that I loved them without actually having to say those words. Interestingly, despite it being so nerve-wracking the first time I performed it, it went on to become one of my most favourite poems to perform. It's got a lot of humour in it, a lot of playfulness, um, and that I think a lot of those kind of harsh truths are uh, kind of cushioned and, and, and taken with the comedy in the piece. And when I ended up on the Australian team going out to the International Poetry Slam in, in Colorado, I was actually asked by the team captain to bring this piece with me. And one of their reasons was because it mentions bisexuality, it mentions polyamory, uh, but it's not a piece about bisexuality. It's not a piece about polyamory. It's just in there. It's part of it. It's. I try to... I guess I try to normalise those things a little bit in the poem by not making an issue of them, but just mentioning them. I mention that she had another partner in the poem. Uh, I mention 
my own male partner in the poem. Yeah. One of my favourite lines in this poem is, is, I never asked your permission to lay you across the skies of my imagination and make love to you like northern lights on a winter's night in Alaska. I have a, um, a confession, I've never seen the Northern Lights. <laughs> I've never seen the Northern Lights, and I've never been to Alaska. But I really want to go to Alaska, and I really want to see the Northern Lights. And I think I oft, I, I, with this relationship, there was something about that hunger to see the Northern Lights and to witness them that was a real reflection in my hunger to really know this being, to really know this person. It was deeply, it was a really physical ache in my body to be allowed to know them and to love them and the, the privilege that that was for me to get to know them. Yeah, and I still have never, like I said, even now, I have not been to Alaska, I've not seen the Northern Lights. Um, I hope one day to maybe even just see the Southern Lights of Tasmania, which is not far from where I live. But um, one day, one day I'll get there. And I wrote a few other poems that referenced the Northern Lights as well to this same person or about this same person. It's a bit of a common thing for me to um, weave in themes over and over again across multiple poems, especially when they're about the same people that certain certain themes come in. Uh, there's a, a lover in my life who I referred to as Autumn the whole time that I knew him. And um, a lot of poems that I wrote, I don't necessarily think I published many of them, but a lot of poems that I wrote about Autumn were about him. Yeah. What I think this poem, Northern Lights Nails, for me is the, the awkwardness, the awkwardness of not knowing, and the, the pain, and the simultaneous like pain and beauty of, of attraction and, and deep love when it's not known, when, the, when you're in that, that grey space. Um, how horrible it is and also how beautifully to intoxicating it can be. And, yeah, it's one of the things I love about this poem is that it kind of is, even doing it feels awkward. Doing it feels awkward because I never know how it's going to land and <laughs> that's the same feeling as expressing expressing it to the, the person I wrote it about. I actually did perform it in front of them once at, um, at a, a large festival. They were in the audience. Yeah, that was, that was ultimately the most awkward, <laughs> the, the most awkward and vulnerable uh, sharing of this poem I've ever done. But I think they liked it, yeah. They seemed to, they seemed to like it, which was good. So that's it. That's my backstory of Northern Lights. If you'd like to read Northern Lights yourself, you can find it in my first book, Sex and God, and I'll put a link in the show notes to see where you can order yourself a copy of that book. And thank you, Pete, for requesting that one. That was a really awkward place to start for me because <laughs> it's so revealing. If you want to request a poem that you've read or that you've heard or a piece of writing that you've seen me do and you'd like to hear me talk about it more and unpack it more, 
please do join me over on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash fleecy. Become one of my patrons and send me a message or reply to any post that I make requesting for, for the requests because I'm totally open and I'd love to hear what you want to know about. And on that note, here it is. Here is Northern Lights. Enjoy. Is that it? Is that it? He said, as I closed my book, having shared shaking guts, a poem of my hunger for you. Is that it? That air of expectancy. I mean, what did you expect from me? I had said it was erotic. And it was. Kinda. I mean, I didn't say how I had imagined tracing the curves of your body with my fingertips as I gently caressed my own, but, you know, that shit's hard to say in a poem. Especially to a woman. To a woman that I like. To a woman I haven't even held hands with, yet danced with a million times in my imagination. That shit's hard to say in a poem. And though I didn't say in such forward words within the verse how my body responds to you, how the warm, wet, pulsating song of my vulva sings out into the night like a fucking siren. Because, well, I'm afraid of being the one left dashed upon the rocks, left weeping in the arms of my partner as he lovingly holds me through yet another wave of my pain. And though I didn't say how sometimes I conjure up your face on lonely nights as my body writhes in the dark, how your music makes my spine arch, how sometimes I use your face to take me over the edge. I lie in bed ashamed. I never asked your permission to lay you across the skies of my imagination and make love to you like the northern lights on a winter's night in Alaska. And though I didn't tell you how often I think of buying you flowers, but don't. Out of respect for your fiance. I mean, the two of you share such a beautiful, bold, and tender love. And although everyone in this situation is in the know, I don't know, that kind of courage just escapes me. Maybe. Or maybe one day I'll find a poetic way to say, woman, I am drawn to you like oceans to the moon. I long to lap upon your shores, to touch my fuzzy cheek with yours, to share bed with you, break bread with you, moonlight walk, deep talk, and, well, deep head with you. But, you know, that shit's hard to say in a poem. You've been listening to Fierce Gentle, the Courageous Voice podcast, hosted by myself, Fleecy Malay, and music and editing done by Rory McDougall. If there's anything you've heard in this podcast that you like the idea of, check out the show notes below for links. And if you want to see this podcast continuing, please consider joining me over on Patreon, 
patreon.com forward slash fleecy. 